Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in the climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm Smarms, and today I have with me, once again, Master's Tour caster, Dragon Rider! Yay! Hello! Woo! Hello! Hello! Yeah, it, uh, we were, we were talking about it before, but I was like, man, you know, decided at, like a couple months back that, uh, it was probably time to change that because I hadn't cast it in a while. <laughs> and then lo and behold, just in time uh, <laughs> for it to come back. And yeah, so here we are again. Amazing. And we definitely are going to talk about that so much. But do we want to start off with last week's poll question first? Yeah, absolutely. So last week we asked, how much have you been playing Hearthstone since the Titans launch? Uh, we had 33 people put in a vote, so thank you so much. 33.3% uh, of you said more than usual. 54.5% uh, though was the big winner there at about the same amount of Hearthstone. And then 12.2 said less than usual. So a uh, decent split here between the three answers. Um, but it seems like most people are either playing the same or more. So I think that's uh, a pretty good indication that it was a successful like expansion launch, uh, at least off of our little poll question. And uh, we did also have one person reply and comment in, in the... Uh, you know, replies to the poll question itself. Uh, M. Drugi said that uh, he didn't play much at first. He said, for example, he only played for about two days, then was on a Hearthstone break for about 10 days, and then he was playing a lot again. So I, I think that that's eh, still pretty reasonable, though. It's, it's good to take breaks if you feel like you need to. And I know some people were kind of feeling a little burnt out. So, you know, maybe a few... We're already feeling burnt out. Then you played multiple days of a new expansion and you're like, ah, okay. It's like, this is a lot. <laughs> maybe I need to like step back or who knows? Maybe it could have been a, a vacation that was already planned or something. But uh, that's, that's cool to know that at least they came back and then they were flying a lot at that point. So I don't know. Pretty cool pull question there. And I do feel like it's um, fun because like it kind of validates the feelings that I'd had about this expansion of like, this is fun and more fun than I think, like, you know, I've had with new expansion stuff in a while. So it's good yeah. to see that reflected in other people's opinions. Okay. Apparently, yeah. I need the approval. <laughs> Who would have ever thought between the podcasting uh, and the streaming you know. that I need approval? <laughs> well, yeah, we do it for How that. Oh, wait. <laughs> I said that out loud. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is good. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about that a little bit with the fact that uh, things felt kind of balanced and there was a lot of representation from classes and different types of decks, you know, up for a whole week before they made changes. So that was really good. Um, but, yeah, please keep the votes coming in these poll questions. We will have another poll question at the end of today's episode. All right, so let's move on to the news. And first off, we have the Summer Masters Tour happened last weekend. And since you were casting, I feel like you have to give us the entire lowdown on everything that happened. Uh, yes. So uh, the Summer Masters Tour happened. The, the uh, Masters Tour Summer Championships happened. 16 players. Uh, there was a variety of decks, which I think was was pretty cool. I mean, I think... I believe if I look back at my notes, uh, all 16 players, I believe, brought Hunter or Mage. I can't remember. Maybe it was Mage. Uh, 
I, I also I was going to say, <laughs> I think like it was something like they all brought different types of hunter, but all brought yeah. the same type of mage. Is that what so, happened maybe? So or? actually mage was different as well. Uh, it even seems like a lot of the, the decks that people brought a lot of, uh, 13 of the 16 players did have shaman and it was all nature shaman. But even within them, there was like three or four card difference in some of the lists and uh yeah it was there was a lot of players who had mage but some of them had the like rainbow mage and then some players brought the naga rainbow mage so it was kind of different there focused more on just like huge otks with like playing a naga playing a spell playing a naga playing a spell playing a naga playing a spell um and then yeah then a ton of players brought hunter and some of them were arcane hunter some of them were the hound hunter a little bit more of the arcane hunter and i think the arcane hunter had more success in terms of the okay. the wins and stuff with hunter in the tournament but yeah it it was really cool to see and even when i mean there were very few uh games that we saw that were like either mirror matches or if they were a mirror match very few of them were like card for card mirror match uh, there there was a lot of variety in the cards people were bringing. Some people brought, like, speaker stompers in their decks to counter, like, mage and shaman. And some players didn't bring that. And, the, you know, it just, it was actually really cool. And um, in the bands, uh, so for people that may not know, you know, conquest formats um, and competitives, a little bit different than ladder. We do focus on ladder on this podcast, of course. But, you know, with ladder, you bring a single deck, right? You just play your deck and you can play the same deck like hundreds of games if you wanted. Just keep queuing up the same thing. But for the tournament, they had to bring four decks and then you, you know, you couldn't have the same class yet. It had to be four different classes. You ban one from the opponent so they cannot play that during your match. And then you have to get a win with the other three decks. Uh, and in a lot of the past tournaments, we've seen you know, especially in metas where it doesn't feel very balanced, uh, you'll have like, hey, everybody brought these same three decks and then like a random fourth deck, right? And then it's everybody bans the same deck. But this, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, sometimes that's how it is. Like, oh, okay, everybody banned priests or everybody banned this thing. Like, no surprise there. Uh, so this tournament didn't feel like that at all. It was it was always very interesting, which also as a caster was great because we could kind of create different storylines out of it, right? Like, oh, okay, they are banning the rogue this time. Uh, but now against these decks, they're banning Demon Hunter. But then these, th but then, you know, here, now it's Shaman being banned a bunch. Oh, okay, but then over here they ban Mage. So it was a lot of variety in terms of what they were banning too, which it just, it Felt like every match was kind of a little bit more fresh. And even by the end of the tournament, you know, it it started to feel a little samey, but there still was quite a bit of variety. So that was that was really cool, I thought. Um it it felt really exciting in terms of like a tournament meta than some we've had in the past. So that was that was cool. That does sound neat, like where um because I can imagine with all these games after a while, them being completely repetitive would be like, maybe not everybody's favorite thing to watch. But with this, it seems like you get a ton of variety. And therefore, I feel like more opportunity for people who are watching it to like learn different ways. Because like, you know, in the samey type metas, 
and where everybody's banning the same things, you're only going to know how to play like this one deck against this one other deck. Whereas like this feels like, okay, I can now kind of get more of the philosophy behind like what's going on. Yeah. But it, well, for sure. And I mean, even as, you know, as a caster too, like there's only so many times or only so many ways that you can say something like, okay, this hunter deck wants to play things on curve and then close out the game <laughs> with a big king crush, right? Like, or this mage wants to build up a bunch of damage and then end the game with Sif and spell power. Like, you know, there's only so many ways that you can say that. So like, if it had been just the same decks and everybody banned the same thing by the end of the tournament too, it's like, you know, then, I mean, of course you're always going to have these people, but then you're going to have people... Oh, they're not being very informational. They're, you know, the casters aren't really adding anything. And it's like, well, yeah, because we've already talked about this exact matchup 80 million times this weekend. Like, how many times do you want us to say that? Right? I also like it. Sometimes seeing these like massive things makes me so grateful for like the small communities of like just not having shitlords in chat. Cause like sometimes it's like, you didn't need to say that, bud. You're like, you know, that's fine. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I can't imagine the stress of being like, okay, well, yeah, buddy, we did already talk about that 18 times. So maybe we don't need to mention it again. Yeah. Or if you do try to mention it, because, of course, especially with things like, you know, the drops for packs being available, right? You're going to have people that are going to fluctuate in different time zones. You're going to have an audience that kind of fluctuates in and out of the tournament. You know, or they only want to see when their like favorite player or favorite streamer who's who's competing in this tournament is playing. So they might not catch every single game. There there is a little bit more of a limited audience that will watch the entire, you know, stream. So it's also kind of that that balance of like, well, if I don't say these things again, then the people who are catching this for the first time think that I'm not saying stuff. Right. Yes. They're like, oh, she's not adding any value. But then if I say it repeatedly, then you get the people who are watching more of it who are like, she's just saying the same thing again. Well, yeah, <laughs> because we have the same decks. Like, so so yeah. there is that kind of balance. Um, I usually take an approach of I will kind of repeat some stuff throughout because I don't think that the majority of people who are watching will watch the entire thing. And sometimes we'll say something in between a game. And there's also a lot of people who don't care to watch the in-between the game stuff, right? They just want to see the games and then the in-between time where the players are getting set up and starting their game and we're like talking about the deck or whatever. A lot of people don't care about that stuff. They just want to get to the gameplay. So yeah, I do kind of try to repeat some stuff. I try not to make it like too repetitive where I'm just saying the same like three things over and over, right? That That's not interesting either. But yeah, it was just, it's a really interesting thing. But at least I think we did have a meta that was, it felt, I, I don't know, like a better term for this, but it felt very fluid in terms of like, it was just kind of really varied. And that, that felt really cool. So I was very, very glad <laughs> that we had a meta like that. That does sound nice. So do you want to talk, like, I think one of the fascinating things that, um, you know, you don't necessarily get to talk about when you were doing the master's tour or, you know, your preparation for this, because that was so intense. You did such a good job. And I think that would just like, that was super interesting to me. So I imagine other people might be kind of interested in that. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, uh, so I found out, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say like too much because I did sign like contracts and right. Like, I'm not going to say too yeah. many things that I like can't or shouldn't say. Um, but I didn't really have a ton of time, <laughs> we'll say to prep and really like learn the decks. Um, you know, and also with like other things that I already had going on, uh, it was really hard to just be like, okay, I'm just going to jam games for like 24 seven until this master's tour. And also I'm not at the same level as these players who are competing in the literal like single digit legend. So like me playing the decks to a certain extent will help, right? I should run some reps on the games, but if I'm running only reps and not doing other prep, it kind of does nothing because I'm not going to be hitting the same things that they are. Maybe again, like hitting practicing some is good, but I decided that I wanted to take an approach of kind of a, a more mixed style of prep, I guess we'll put it that way. So like I did of course play some games and some of the decks, uh, like let's say mage and shaman. I try to play a lot more games on those because I am not a player who typically plays like OTK, you know, big burst damage style decks. I usually play decks like the hunter. So I was like, well, I'm not really going to play a lot of the hunter because I, that's what I already play anyways. <laughs> so I'm going to play the other decks that I need to work on a little bit more in terms of seeing those combination of cards. Um, but then what I did is I spent a lot of time writing notes and like I, I literally like I had an entire page of notes of just like, OK, here's all the list of the players, what region they're from, uh, the qualifications for going from this master store to the world championship. What's the prize pool breakdown? Like I, you know, I spent a lot of time like writing all of those kind of notes. Like I pulled up the uh, rule book. Right. Like, OK. And I found the regulations and stuff in there, like writing notes off of that. And then I went to um, comparing between things. Uh, the, all the stats for like HS Replay and Vicious Syndicate. Like I had those open and then I was going to specific decks like, okay, uh, Drum Druid, I think is going to be popular, right? Of, of course, the Hunters, the Mage, Shaman, uh, those will probably be like the most common decks. So like I looked up those decks and was like writing very specific notes. I looked up Mulligan stuff on that, um, you know, tried as much as I could with that, but like, okay, key cards. Like I wrote key cards for the deck, right? Uh, Mage, seven spell schools like i literally wrote that seven spell schools and then i like listed out the different spell schools okay but then there's three that are more common in the deck and then these other ones have to be discovered like those are the kind of notes that i was taking right so that i could kind of talk about that you know say hey there's three spell schools that are kind of really common in this deck maybe four uh at this point but then they're gonna have to discover these other spell schools if they want to build it up to this certain point uh to get sif to plus six spell damage for example you know so i could kind of talk about things like that uh and for mage and shaman specifically um i i think i shared one of my little charts in a couple discords but i actually made damage charts because yeah i am not great at doing math on the spot and some of that math you don't have to do if you know it ahead of time right that all right so if it's for the nature shaman that is insane. Like, that is so hard to do. So, like, and, like, so kudos to you for yeah. <laughs> the chart yeah. idea is real good. Yeah. So, uh, like, 
the shaman one was a little bit more intense. Um, all of the spells kind of for shaman deal three. So then it's kind of the math becomes, well, how many minions do you have on board? Are you playing one bioluminescence? Bio Are you playing two bioluminescence? Do you have one novice zapper on the board that's also getting that? Do you have two novice zappers, right? So there's like all those little like, well, it's maybe one point of damage or two points of damage difference. And, you know, some of those games did come down to, hey, they needed that two damage to actually have lethal. Um, but I, I tried to also do a lot of math on the um, mage because I figured, okay, Sif. So like, yeah, I made a chart that's like, okay, frozen touch at plus five is this much damage at plus six is this much damage at plus seven is this much damage right i like i listed like the most common three or four uh spells that mage is going to be using right and like listed out the damage because i didn't want to sit there and spend the time when i could be talking about something else or talking about the play that they're making or their discover choice i didn't want to be sitting there going okay how much damage do they have okay if if sif is five this like that nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to hear me doing the math <laughs> right like they just expect that i know the math so i just made the charts so that i could reference that and be like okay here's the thing and then during the games i was writing notes ahead of the game i made myself a little matchup chart like oh okay pocket train has this deck this deck this deck this deck his opponent has this deck this deck you know and i i tried to like again these aren't exact but i referenced like vicious syndicate and hs replay and was like oh okay it's kind of this matchup is favored this matchup is really close so i could at least kind of have those like brief bullet point note things to talk about right and then for mage specifically I was writing down as much as I could. It was hard because some of the matches, especially the mage mirror matches, I was trying to literally write like, okay, arcane, fire, frost, <laughs> shadow spell, like as they played them. Um, because when you get to that later point in the game, again, if there's seven different spell schools and they need to play all seven spell schools to get Sif to a plus eight damage for their lethal, uh, you've already lost which spell schools they've played, right? Like you can see yeah. if it hovers over and you're like, oh, Sif is at plus seven. But by that time in the game, you're like, well, which spell school have they not played that they still have to try to find, <laughs> right? So like I, or I made like a little, I just wrote them down and then like under each player name, I just like, I put a check, arcane. Yep, check right next to arcane, <laughs> right? Check right next to fire. They played a fire spell, check. Frost spell, yep, put a little check mark. And that way I could kind of see at just a glance Okay, yeah, they've already played these. Uh, so then I could say, oh, okay, you know, well, they've already played four different things. They're really probably looking for this spell school or this spell school at this point. Um, and so I could talk about that. So, like, there was a lot of prep that I did beforehand, and then even a lot of like note taking and like that kind of stuff during the games. Uh, so, you know, as much as, of course, there was the negative Twitch chat, as there <laughs> always is, uh, I. I do feel like I prepped a lot and I feel like I leaned on those notes because, you know, yeah, I am not at that, you know, single digit legend uh, play like they are. And I don't have to be. I don't have to be. That's okay. They're, they are insane. Like, so for me, like, I think you are a phenomenal player. And like, you know, one day if I get real good, I would like to be a player like you. Um, but like watching the people who are like single digits they have so much more game per their game. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, there's so much more going on than just, like, 
you know, I don't know, regular games. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of how I feel. So the other thing that I kind of wanted to know, and sorry, I know I keep making you talk for forever, but um, what was like your favorite deck to like watch? It could either be like somebody's very specific or just like the general one, but um, I thought that'd be kind of fun. So uh, for me, I was very excited when we got to see some of those players playing the Outcast Demon Hunter, because when I was doing some of my prep and and you know, shout out to uh, THL as well. If any if you any of you are familiar with uh, Team Hearth Legend or Team Hearth League, right? They are kind of a, a grassroots third party organization. They run like some team stuff. We we play a lot of games. It's like a whole league, right? So we play games for. Uh, seven to nine weeks potentially after a set comes out and i was like okay cool like the literally the week of the masters tour was the first week of that thl started so i was also trying to play some of those games and i had come to the conclusion in a lot of my kind of matchup prep for that and creating some of my decks that i was like i think outcast dh seems pretty good and i was bringing outcast dh i felt pretty good with it and then when I saw a handful of the players at the Masters Tour also bring Outcast DH, I was like, yes. And it also created an interesting storyline because, you know, some of the casters were like, yeah, yeah, Outcast DH doesn't seem that great. And then I was like, I think Outcast DH seems really good right now. So even within the casters, there was kind of this like, this deck seems good. Well, this deck seems bad, but this deck seems good, but this deck seems bad, right? So like, it it was really cool. And I think that... uh it was exciting for me to watch these like high level players playing that outcast demon hunter too. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. I was playing this in my games, maybe yeah. not to the same level, but like, I feel like I, I kind of have that experience to be able to talk about that too. And so that, that was pretty cool for me. Um, you know, even if it didn't, didn't always go super well, but <laughs> you know, there, there were games that were good. That's awesome. And then I guess like the last thing is like, there anything else that you want to talk about the Masters Tour or you thought wasn't talked about enough or anything like random? Um, I mean, again, I did. I did make the mistake of looking at the chat after one of my matches or while it was going. Yeah. Mistake. Don't ever do that. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, Yeah. But shout out to my AFG team because I kind of like reached out after that and it was like, I did the bad thing. I looked at the chat <laughs> and yeah, some, some of the people came in and they were like, yeah, don't, don't write that. Like, don't give any thought to what, what a lot of those people are saying. Like from what we've been watching, you are fantastic. You know, you're doing a great job. And I was like, okay. Um, but I will say that there was, there was one person who said, who made a comment about um something like they wish that uh the casters would talk more uh, about the strategy behind plays or something and like looking ahead at lethal you know something like that like i still think we did that a lot but at least that was better than where did blizzard get these casters like that was at least something that like you know that was at least a more constructive uh comment yeah so but it's that's such a weird comment to make. Like, I grew up watching a shit ton of sports and sports commentary, therefore. Like, you don't talk about strategy mid-game. You analyze that in the post-game interviews. Like, that is that is the time for that. That is, that is an afterwards yeah. <laughs> thing. Like, you can talk yeah. about ideas 
and you can like spitball but like anyway sorry yeah it's it's really interesting with like gaming and stuff and you know card games i think do allow because they generally are a little bit slower than something like first person shooters or mobas or something right where those are very like fast paced you literally just have like they have one of the roles in their caster team for those games is literally called a play-by-play caster like the play-by-play caster literally just says the plays as they happen right so like for card games that would be like okay he's playing this card now okay he's playing this to draw more cards okay he's doing this like that's play-by-play um now card games are a little bit different because we do generally have more time like while things are happening to kind of talk and break things down um but what I decided to do after that comment and, you know, trying not to let the negative comments get to me is then I said, OK, well, how can I use that comment and that like kind of idea? And how can I use that in my next couple of matches today? And like, um, so I, I took it and said, OK, well, in the next game, just this single next game, I'm going to try to make more comments as as much as possible on like the thought process behind why they're making each play, right? Even if I already thought that I was doing that, I tried to just do it even more. And then it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to start looking like and talking about how are they going to find lethal? Okay, I'm going to start counting while the other caster is talking. I'm going to be counting the damage that's on board so that I can talk about that, right? You know, so I kind of, I just took it as an approach of like, how can I try to get get better even as a caster with each single game and take that feedback even if it was kind of negative how can i take that and like constructively put effort into it um and then i felt i felt really good about my casting you know i think overall but some of it obviously i think like especially at at the very beginning the first um match that i did there were some nerves you know and i at one point during the weekend like there was over 20,000 people watching the mainstream so like yeah <laughs> there was a lot of people um also you know i i love casting i love card games i said on our show right at the beginning of the year we did a like what are our goals for 2023 one of my goals and still is is to cast a second card game you know, and and cast something that's for something not Hearthstone. So for me, when I got this opportunity, I also was like, this just feels like a huge make or break moment for me in terms of like my career and like where, you know, try to get more opportunities. Because like, if I can show that I can even get better throughout a single day of the broadcast, that like I can get better every single game that I'm casting. Like, to me, that that felt like something that I can take I could put on a resume that I could put, you know, like, hey, here's these clips of this stuff. And I can even talk about that if I were to get an interview or something. Right. I can like take that and say, here's the approach that I took. And I didn't let that negativity get to me. Instead, I fueled it to become even better. And like, I don't know, that just that felt like something that was so huge for me that that felt like a huge turning point for me in the weekend as well, where it was like, okay, you know what, like, obviously, I'm not looking at chat uh, ever again <laughs> like for tournaments. That was a mistake. Um, but yeah, that was just something that was like, okay, this, this is a point. And, you know, it's sure some people will say casting is easy, right? But there are so many different facets, I think, to really look into this stuff. And, and I will say, I study casting, like, throughout all the time, like, even when I'm not casting, right? But I will watch hearthstone broadcasts i will watch other card game tournaments 
I will go watch other game tournaments. I will study like how the other casters are using their voice. Like how are they fluctuating their tone? Like, <laughs> like literally, I know, like it sounds ridiculous, but I will like study how other casters are like inflexing their voice. What points in the game do they take more of a calm tone and analyze something what points do they really like ramp it up and like are they really excited and like bring the hype you know and and i try to incorporate that kind of thing into my casting so i really hope that that showed through maybe it didn't and maybe it's a little bit hard and some people are like whatever you know they're just gonna say hearthstone's hearthstone and whatever like you know or like sorry i don't cast the same way that Saddle does but like okay right like if you're there to be so boring if everybody did the same thing like right yeah you know and and again like I also take that approach I mentioned earlier of like I kind of just take it as every time I'm on screen I assume that there's new people in here that weren't watching earlier or I take the approach of I assume with 15,000 people playing that not all of those players are top 50 legend right there's going to be some players who are probably silver or gold players, or yeah, they are just enough. getting into the game, right? Like they don't know these things. They don't know the difference if you're talking about this one break point and this one specific card, and they probably don't even know the card names, right? Like some players are probably watching going, I haven't played in four months and this Titans expansion just came out two weeks ago. I don't know these new cards. So now if you're talking about those and using those as a tool, like I don't know just all these different little things like that I try to take into casting every time so for me I think that was kind of like the the most interesting thing is like just how I don't know I brought it all together <laughs> like, I don't know that was a really long-winded answer but like I hope somebody got something out of that no I think it's kind of fun and that's why I wanted to ask these random questions is like there's so much that goes into it like obviously my only casting experience was as a joke casting and even that was hard as shit like trying to trying to do that for hours yeah man so uh good on you real proud of you you crushed it and um I think it was fun um but yeah all right I guess we should move on to the um novel length patch notes that we got this week do you oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) there was so much There was literally like, a table of contents. So you could like click and go to that portion of the patch notes. Like it was so long. Holy crap. Yeah. To the point where like it was having trouble working on mobile initially because like I don't think that's a format that they've typically done. So it's like not in their like mobile library. Um, but yes, yeah, so like uh I'll just go through some of like the top highlights before we get into the main stuff. So BG's season uh Battleground season five brings anomalies, which are different variations for each game. Um these are so much fun. Uh so like there's now occasionally tier seven minions, or you can start at ten gold, or sometimes there's only pirates in the lobby, um, like tavern. So um, that's been real fun. I don't know if you've been able to play a game yet, but I've been having a blast. We keep getting closer to my ultimate goal of unhinged chaos mode in (laughs) everything. (laughs) And this this feels great to me. This is my perfect scenario. I've been having so much fun. Um, Yes, this is is Smarms mode. I played one single game and and, and I got the tier seven anomaly. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then it was just 
utter garbage and I was terrible and I got knocked out in like six and I got a plus seven and I was like, I now have seven rating for <laughs> seven whole rating. And I was like, oh, and that that's <laughs> my experience. I want my money back. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> I've either been getting like uh, first or eighth and like I am not good at playing through the middle with these anomalies, um, which, you know. I don't know what to say about that, but it's been what I've been doing. Um, I I would say like the tier seven one is one of the hardest ones for me because those games can go on so long because you're getting like extra armor and therefore like you can in sink 20 minutes into a game and still only get like eight. And it's like, oh, that feels bad, man. So I would say give it a few more tries. I oh, understand yeah. if like this isn't your particular season, but okay. um... I was also Flurgle, and I saw like two whole Murlocs in the first oh, like no. four turns. So you know, I was like, "Huh, this is this is sad." <laughs> like, yeah. It didn't go very well uh, in terms of that either. But like, I didn't spend any money on it. But like, I want my money back. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm ready to go in and be like, "All right, now here for reals. Th- these games are for realsies now." <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I feel like that's fair. And that is always like the risk. I tend to do better with like the heroes where you like you have one set minion type because like, you know, then I'm not making 18 billion choices. But that is the risk. If you don't find the right minions, then you're kind of just screwed. And there's nothing really you could do. It's just bad. And so like, yeah, I understand first game only getting plus seven uh, would be frustrating. Um, I'm currently in a race to get to 6k though so like I have to like take those games yeah it's I don't know how I'll do I'm I'm trying real hard so Uh, so that would have been plus seven more towards your 6k is what you're saying all right so if I would have counted this (laughs) exactly all right got it um so yeah so they added 49 or they took away um 49 minions there's a ton of new ones and then there's 11 return minions um they did take a previously tier 6 minion and bump that up to a tier 7 which i think is some bullshit but (laughs) apparently they aren't asking me who would have ever thought um so and then we also got standard changes both uh nerfs and buffs and we will talk about uh that more here in a second and um we're getting a new direct to wild set coming august 31st so that's kind of fun uh wild is always one of those things where it's like i want to dip my toe into it more and then it's just like oh oh you can have like otk on turn one that's ridiculous (laughs) i love it yeah but um and then new twist season starts september 1st yeah so it's pretty interesting because that new like you know basically made for a wild set comes out very last day of august and then the new twist format which will include uh, a lot of those wild sets and kind of be like an older format essentially um will also include some of those new cards and stuff um it's i think it's really cool it kind of feels really needed at this point i mean again the game is almost 10 years old right if you've been playing it since beta like it's been you know nine and a half years almost 10 years um so it's an older game that format kind of needs the support and it's pretty interesting that i think for the it's like 140 something cards for the set um 
like 34 of them, I think, are brand new cards. And then the rest are essentially like what they're calling buffed reprints, which is a little bit odd, I feel like, to be calling it that for a digital game. But this is pretty comparable to things that a lot of like we've already seen this kind of thing in you know like magic the gathering and some of those you know uh physical format card games especially ones that have been around for a while so it's kind of cool to see that like being brought into into hearthstone i think and you know so far from what i've seen from a lot of the like wild community and wild creators um it seems like it is being well received people are really happy about a lot of the changes and stuff like that so that's also like you know <laughs> thumbs up like yay we we like to see that instead of people like being grumpy about the game right we're like <laughs> people are excited and like hey this is awesome that that's good yeah, that is fun all right so on our nursed um we have starting off with hollow hound it was a three six now it's a three four and since you've been the one who's, like, seen these really in action, I would love to know, like, what impact you think these are going to make. Because I can guess, right. but I imagine you're going to have actual well, I ideas. Well, I know. like to hear your, your ideas, too. They, they count. They matter. Um, yeah, this one is pretty interesting. I, I actually like the change of just removing some health on this. I think if Hollow Hound had gone to seven, I think it just would have been way too expensive and plus at seven like maybe they would have wanted to bump the stats up to make it a little more in line and then it's like well that kind of defeats the purpose right <laughs> like i think that would kind of still be the same effect if they if they somehow like make it weaker but then also bump it down to five mana then you can have like a coin into hollow hound on turn four or something and like that feels bad playing against it right so you don't want that and if you change the attack, it kind of also just kind of kills the card, right? Because you're like, oh, cool. Like, I don't get to remove as much. I don't get as much healing. And this has really been a huge card for, I, I think, Hunter more than Death Knight, but still has seen play in both. So I feel like just changing the health and making it much easier for opponents to kill or if it attacks into something you know, the turn it comes down, since it has that rush, maybe it's going to end up just dying in the first hit. That seems like a good trade-off for both the people playing Hollowhound and the people playing against it. So I actually think that this was a really good, like, compromise of, of, a, of a change. I do think, like, you hit on the points, like, it's just making it less sticky on board. Like, that two health going away, that's such a huge difference of something that is easily, or, like, pretty like decently dealable with at that point in the game versus like something that might have a few turns on board and particularly like with the lifesteal that's kind of rough to have that on board for a while so I think that's fun um so next up we have costume singer uh it was um they just took it down one attack so it was a two one now it's just a one one and it says at the end of your turn draw a secret this seems like not the point of this card but like i guess like <laughs> taking well, a little bit of attack away seems I, fine that, that's why it needed a nerf right is because like the point yeah. of the card is to play it ideally on turn one and get yes. secrets drawing out of your deck but what it was doing is it was getting played on turn one drawing secrets out of your deck and contesting sometimes like 
to cost minions and things like that and, and living a little bit longer. So, you know, and especially if you could have costumed singer on turn one and then follow it up with like a banana or a couple bananas or even play this and then coin a banana onto it, like it would just snowball the game on its own. Uh, especially in Hunter, right? It wasn't quite the same in Mage. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this change seems pretty reasonable. This seems like a good stat line for where you want something like this to be because drawing something very specific, as we always talk about when we do our card reviews, right? Drawing something, especially when you're drawing something very specific, tends to be good. So then you also add a decent statted body with it. Yeah, it's a little too much. All right. That's totally fair, and I do kind of cede your point. It shouldn't be able to function double duty. It shouldn't both be like an attacky guy and a secret drawer. Um, so next up, uh, we have Bioluminescence. Um, it used to be three mana. It's now four mana. This is the shaman spell that says give your minions spell damage plus one. I'm so like I know you talked about in the Master Tour there was a decent amount of nature shaman. I'm so impressed that they get it to work. <laughs> I've tried so hard with that deck. Um, it is apparently like my uh, Sisyphean great white whale um, that I am hunting, and it's not going well. Uh, so, I, But I'm glad that this nerf is here for those where it was working a bit too well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. There was definitely some changes they could have made to this, right? Like... There's not a lot because it's a spell. So there's only so much they could do with it. Uh, one interesting change that I had heard was like taking the nature spell school off of it, which, oh. you know, means that like it wouldn't get discounted with some of the other things. Right? Like flash of lightning says discount, you know, next turn, your nature spells all cost one less uh, or you can't discover it, you know, things like that. But I think I like this change because it also just keeps keeps the nature stuff like as it is and just kind of makes this a little bit more expensive to do and you're still gonna have to pay the three for it if you're you know trying to to play this and play nature spells and deal a bunch of damage as like an otk deck so yeah it seems fine okay um so next up we have uh thaddeus uh Stats still the same, but it's now uh, your odd cost cards cost four less, swaps polarity each turn. This seems like such a massive nerf. I, I don't know if like, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. And like, if you cheat it out early, then it's actually better uh, because it's like, you know, some things could be uh, costing, you know, down to... Um, zero right but like i i just don't i don't see this i don't know see, i know this is such a weird change like when i first read it i was like oh okay like it was your odd cost cards cost one now your odd cost cards cost four less and i was like we just like can't play anything and then i went oh wait wait yeah if it just like costed you know five well now it costs one which is effectively the same as what it was Right. Yeah. So like or if it if it was a three costed odd cost card, now it's free instead of one. And I went, huh. Yeah. OK, but I still think it will see less play. My prediction for this one specifically is that things like Warlock will still run it because of being able to cheat out this huge body like the stats on it didn't change. Right. It is still an 11 11 taunt 
Yeah. It's, it's still a huge body. And if you can get that out with slime and then especially getting multiple of these bodies, that is still a lot of stats that most decks struggle to deal with. Uh, so I, I can still see a world where warlocks and stuff want to run this. It's just a matter of um, kind of the, the overall meta. And I don't know. I, I think we saw this with even recently, right? When the um, mech got changed, the, the first, right, the first like, full week after the set came out the uh, lab constructor and then everyone's like well mech rogue's dead mech rogue's dead nobody's playing mech rogue and then it's like uh okay but like i still think it'll be pretty good and then like <laughs> turns out mech rogue's still pretty good uh so I-, I think this is one of those cards that probably will get removed for a while but i think there will be like a spot for it somewhere it's just it will have to be found like where that spot yeah. is and maybe there's gonna be some really awesome three cost card or like an even cost that if this sticks around that then costs four less that people are like hey if you get thaddeus out and then you can play that for free like it's this ugly you know combo maybe it's going to be in the mini set or the next set later this year or something but i i can see it finding a place at some point still okay and i do think you're right but yeah it's definitely not going to be anything like what it was doing in the meta before. All right, so now up to our buffs. We've got Down with a Ship. It is a Death Knight spell. Um, it's one. Um, I. <laughs> wow. Here, like, let me just completely forget the name of the runes. Um, one ice, one unholy. Uh, so it's. Um, had been deal three damage to a minion. If it dies, shuffle two random plagues into your opponent's deck. Um, and now it's just deal three damage. So you can now deal that damage anywhere. That seems like a reasonable oh. change. Yeah, I mean, and with the change since you can send it face, it also removed the requirement to having a minion die to get those two plagues. So like, yeah. it's kind of a twofold change, right? Where, hey, now this damage can go face. And even if you send it into a minion, you don't have to kill the minion to get the plague. Yeah. So like, yeah, this seems like a pretty good change. I still am not a huge believer in like the plague deck. I think, you know, with Renathal decks still around and some decks that don't really like draw a bunch and dig through their deck. Like most of the time you're just like, okay, cool. I put these cards in their deck that they'll never draw. Woo. <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, I think on its own, just like face value, this card in a vacuum, that's a huge change. So good. It's so much better than it was. So next up for our buffs, we've got Mythical Terror. Um, It just went up from three attack to four attack. It's got 10 health. It's a seven mana card and it's lifesteal. At the end of your turn, force all enemy minions to attack this. That seems like a really, really strong buff. And so, like, I, I kind of think that's a good play. That seems like a good idea. It's interesting. I, I think it does do, do something, for sure, having that added attack. But also, I think the thing is, is I still don't think, like, Big Demon Hunter is quite good enough to really be running this and, like, utilizing it to the same extent, <laughs> right, that maybe the buff wants it to. Um, okay, that's fair. But maybe, like, rolling this off random effects, right? Uh, like evolve shaman or something else like that like 
kind of getting it from those random effects that four does make a difference and again maybe this is one where maybe there's in the mini set down the road or something maybe there's a little bit more support for like big demon hunter and then this becomes relevant i think right off the top people are going to try it but i don't really know how much bigger of a difference is going to make it it might depend on the deck you're playing against too because if you're playing against a deck that's only playing like little one health two health minions they're going to die regardless of if this is three attack or four attack and and they ram into this right but if you're playing against a deck that is like um you know running three health minions four health minions five health minions that might make a bigger difference because now you're killing more of those minions than before I don't know. I, I still think this is one that's like, well, okay, fine. Okay. I, yeah, honestly, I kind of see your point now. My thinking was like just that extra bit of lifesteal, but I also play very wide boards. So if you were able to like run a lot of my guys into this, then yeah, that would like be a huge health gain. But I understand not everybody's necessarily running that and you can't put something in your deck that only counters one board. Um... So next up on our buffs, we have the three mana druid spell, which is Frost Lotus Seedling. And this is one of the ones that blooms. So this is draw one card. Now it go- it went from four to five armor pre-bloom. And then post-bloom, it went from eight to 10 armor. Um, just like a little, little increase. And um, I've still never, like I, every time I've played druid, I've been about to die. So I've never like, be- like, had my stuff actually bloom so i'm excited for the day that that actually happens my thoughts on this are just sure okay yeah that's it i guess guys um (laughs) so next up uh on our buffs we've got disciple of amethyst um it went down from six mana to five mana it did lose one health it went from six to five but um this is the five mana at the end of your turn, summon a 2-2 earthen that gains plus 2 plus 2 for each other earthen you've summoned this game. Um, you know, hopefully the 5 mana will mean that um, this pogo hopper adjacent thing will actually work. I'm sure there's some people who would like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I'm just, I'm just still, as I said with the plagues, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not like a believer in these earthens. I think they can do stuff, but I still just, I still think they're a little too slow. I don't think you have enough of these cards that summon them. And, you know, if things like Priest become popular, I mean, Priest just has the Shard of Naru that full silences the board. And then they're all two twos again, and you lose all those stats. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I just, I think right now there's... It just doesn't seem like there's enough support. I know a lot when these cards were first revealed, a lot of people compared them to like jades that we had in the past and stuff. But I I just I don't think there's enough support for them. Getting this out a turn earlier might be able to help. But overall, I I still don't think it's quite enough. Um, So next up on buffs, we've got tier, which also is just going down one mana. It used to be seven mana. It's now six. It's Battlecry Resurrect a 2, 3, and 4 attack Paladin minion. And I don't know if you think that'll make enough of a difference to make it an actually usable card. I do, actually. And I think it's not necessarily the fact that you get to play this a turn earlier. I think it's that now it's not competing with all the other 7 cost things that Paladin has. right? Which is like, 
it sounds like it could be the same thing, but it's it's just it's weird because if you look at the list, you're like, oh, okay, in Paladin we have Countess that's seven mana. We have Leviathan, the colossal mech that's also seven mana. We have Anachronos, the dragon that removes the whole board for two turns. That's also seven. And then you got this that was also seven. You're like. We're not running all that <laughs> in one deck. And if you are, and it's turn seven, and you have more than one of those in your hand, that sucks. And I'm so sorry. That feels terrible. Right? <laughs> but like, yeah. now this being at six, you can kind of play more of a curve. And I do think the, you know, with the the playing tier and then having this Disciple of Amethyst that we talked about, now you could play like Disciple on four, on five, right? Or coin it even on turn four. And then that's a four attack minion. That at the end of the turn is going to get you another earthen thing. And like, yeah. so there, there is a little bit of added benefit just because of how this is working with other stuff. So you have a little bit more of kind of a curve to be able to play that and then tier on six and then your other like big stuff at seven. Um, and I think that's where the big difference is. Not necessarily that this on its own is going down a mana, but where it is in relation to everything else in Paladin. Uh, so next up, we've got Astral Automaton. Uh, this is a one mana. It was a one one. It got um, just one extra health. And it has plus one one for each other Astral Automaton you've summoned this game. Thoughts? Just decent. I, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think there's a little bit more potential with this than with like the Earthens in Paladin. That's just kind of my thinking. Like, at least to get yeah. these going and get like more copies, I guess. Obviously, the other one, the stats build up faster. But sure, two health, like okay. I I've heard some people already talking about they've seen this, but I think this is gonna be kind of one of those like fads where people are like, oh, this got buffed. Let me try it again, and then realize like, eh, maybe that still didn't really do enough, and then drop the deck again. That's totally fair. All right, next up we've got the Fellstring Harp. This is um now a one mana zero three weapon um and it just went from two mana to one mana and it's whenever your hero would take damage on your turn restored two health instead and you lose one durability uh, That's yeah fine i guess like um yeah it's like it could do stuff but also maybe it's still just the same like it, it is nice to have it at one mana you can fit it into more turns right and I think with this specifically, I think the this getting buffed and Thaddeus getting nerfed at the same time is kind of where we're seeing the difference. Not necessarily that this got buffed, right? Like yeah. the fact that Thaddeus changed too, I think will mean people are probably going to play less of like the big warlock, like the slime and big stuff package. Or they'll just drop Thaddeus and just try to go for, like, Darkon and stuff. Uh, but if they're going to shift away from that, then they'll play, like, Felstring Harp and, like, that little package of the fatigue damage stuff and, like, the imps. Um, maybe they're going to go for, like, curses and they'll play, like, that kind of package with this Felstring Harp. Um, but I don't think this on its own is, like... I, at least I don't feel like anybody probably saw this and was like, oh my gosh, this buff is like so fantastic. I'm going to go play Warlock right now to play this. Like, again, I, I think Warlock is kind of missing something in its its decks where like right now we kind of have Warlock that like it was winning because it was just playing slime 
and getting big, huge minions that couldn't be dealt with <laughs> on the board early, right? So like, uh, this seems okay, but again, is probably one that we'll see more of an impact with it later. So next up, we've got Bladestorm, and that is now, uh, it was a three mana, and now it's two mana spell, and it's deal one damage to all minions, repeat until one dies. That's pretty good in my mind. Like, I do wish that, I always wish that they would go, like, crazier on stuff. Like, you know, make it a one, see what happens. But uh, two mana does seem like a good choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, control decks and cheaper removal seems like a a perfect match right like that seems really good uh so yeah that's i think that's a fantastic change i cannot remember but i honestly i feel like that's a revert i feel like bladestorm got nerfed in the past but maybe i'm totally thinking of another card that was kind of similar i i don't remember (laughs) i have talked about so many different patches and card changes at this point over the years that i'm like i don't remember anymore and they changed semi-frequently so i feel like that's totally fair so next up is uh stone skin armor and uh it was a three mana three four it's now a two mana two two and it's battle cry if your armor changed this turn draw two cards that's nice because the main point of that was the um card draw and so making that cheaper that's huge i feel like or maybe not huge. Huge is obviously like a gross overstatement because it's just going down from three to two. But two is like a much more playable version of that. No, nope, I 100% agree. Nobody was playing this because it was a three, four body. You were playing this to play it for the battle cry and get the draw. And at three mana, that was a little bit more difficult when like, yeah, your armor changes and then you can play it for the battle cry. But often that means... If you are going to armor and then have your, you know, armor change that way, uh, so you're going to, like, armor up with the hero power, you had to wait until turn five or later, or now you can do that on turn four. Or the other thing would be, like, okay, you had to have a weapon equipped and attack into something to lose armor and then play this for the battle cry. But having this at two mana, you can fit it in a lot easier. Um Maybe this could be like a two three or something, or or maybe even like a three two. Probably like a two three would would be good. I think maybe the going to a two two was a little bit harsh, but <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't you weren't playing it for the stats anyways. Like right, people wanted to play this for the battle cry. So having it be one mana less means you can play it a turn earlier, or you can fit it in a little bit easier to different turns. So yeah, I, I think that is a huge change. All right, so, and then next up, we've got Craftsman's Hammer. It's old after your hero attacks and kills a minion, gain four armor. Now this is just whenever your hero attacks, gain four armor. Um, And uh, there's a dev comment. This change means that it now works to give you extra damage after you've played Odin. I feel like that's a great thing. You know, we saw earlier on the, you didn't have to, like the plagues that no longer have to kill a minion. And this just seems kind of, you know, no longer making things rely on having to kill minions. And that seems like a good idea. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> this card is so busted now. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, warrior, warrior needs something busted. So I don't well, think we can get too bad at it. I'm going to. <laughs> Maybe I'm salty because I played against it and someone played it. And I was like, this card is way too good now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this card, I mean, th this is good. This is really good now. Uh, so four mana for a 3-3 three, three weapon that whenever you attack, you gain four armor. So there's a couple significant things here. First, right, it doesn't have the requirement to killing a minion as it did before. But they also changed the wording, which means instead of after your hero attacks, you would get the armor. So you would attack, take the damage, then get the armor. Now you attack and basically before the damage is dealt, like as you're swinging, you gain the armor and then attack. And that is why it's significant for the, the Odin, right? That's why their dev comment says now it works. Because if you have played Odin, you would essentially, let's say you're, you're attacking into a minion with this now. You're going to click and drag or whatever, right? To that minion. You'll see the animation. You'll see your hero like lift up a little bit. You'll gain four armor. Then you already have played Odin. You'll gain four attack, which means now all of a sudden you have seven attack with this weapon. And then you can kill something bigger, right? Maybe you're attacking into something that had five, six, seven health and it kills yeah. it. That is huge. Before yeah. that absolutely would not have happened. And you had to kill him. You had to kill the minion. So like you had to attack into smaller stuff. Uh, so like, yeah, this, this feels pretty good. Or you could just hit into your opponent's face and still get the armor. So you could also be pressuring and still get the armor. It's like it, it feels like a really big change for this one. Pretty significant. Um, and I'm honestly excited about that because like, I've only, you know, been playing this game for, it's just now two years. And I like Warrior quite a bit, but Warrior's only been playable for maybe a month and a half of these two years. So I'm excited for maybe, maybe something a little different. Um, and so on that note, we've got Trial by Fire. It went from seven mana to six mana, and that is summon five, one, one Valkyr with Rush. When one dies, give the others plus one, plus one. That seems decent not nearly as exciting as the craftsman hammer yeah yeah I, I agree um it is good going down to six mana um i i still felt like it was expensive at seven it did seem maybe slightly you know a little bit of play and i know cat like she was a huge supporter of this card when we did like our set review right like having these five five rushers that kind of add stats to each other along the way like it's a lot of stats it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of potential clearing um, so even at the seven mana, I know she was a huge fan of it. Um, so I'm sure she has to be pretty excited about seeing this go to six mana. But I think this going down to six and the other changes, kind of like, you know, you need all of those changes, I think, to make something like Control Warrior more viable, um, as well as kind of slowing down some of the other stuff in the meta as well, right? To give Warrior a little bit more time. But I, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see if all of these changes for warrior are enough to make like control warrior more viable in the meta overall maybe it will maybe for some players uh who like are really you know they play a lot of this uh or they play a lot of like warrior or control warrior they're like fans of that um maybe the average player it's just still kind of like eh, whatever um yeah but it, it'll be interesting to see i mean we like just had these changes so the meta is still unfolding it's still going to be a little bit of time for people to like try out different stuff and then kind of see how things shape up against each other. So we'll see. Um, all right. Do you want to go over this week's poll question? Yes, absolutely. So this week, 
we would like to know, right? We just talked about all of these changes. Uh, a lot of buffs this time around. And we're curious, which class do you think needed the buffs the most? Do you think Death Knight with that uh, the Plague card needed the changes the most? Do you think it's Paladin? Or since we saw four different changes, do you think Warrior needed the buffs the most? Uh, let us know. Feel free to comment if you think it was something else. But uh, if you just want to pick an answer, those are the answers we've got for you. Uh, let us know what you think. And we'll talk about the results on next week's show. And speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And on Discord, you can follow the top pin tweet. You can follow Kat um, at Alkaline underscore Kat on Twitter and uh, twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline Cat. Uh, Dragon Rider, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, check out some Hearthstone stuff, some other games, and my sweet new Lorcana, Disney Lorcana cards. Definitely going to be doing some content on that. I've been excited and talking about Lorcana for like months and months and months now. Uh, so definitely excited. Uh, you can find me on Dragon Rider. Uh, you, oh my goodness. On Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG, and uh, talking of course, again, about like Disney World Arcana and all these different games uh, over at the TCCG Roundtable podcast every week as well. Um, where can people find you, Smarms? You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms and also on Blizzlet. You've been listening to Dr. Three. So many changes. I really don't know what to do with this. My initial thought was hit it very hard because of the hammer. Then I was like, that doesn't make sense. But I said it anyways. Boom. Goodbye.